0: Moses 1 in its ancient context. Moses 1 is a missing prologue to Genesis. Moses 1. Book of Moses Insight number 33. In this insight, we will describe how the heavenly ascent of Moses 1 provides a compelling prologue to the covenant-related themes of ritual ascent that can be found in the remaining chapters of the book of Moses. Intriguingly, Moses 1 also provides a fitting introduction to the book of Genesis. By calling this prologue missing, however, we are not claiming that it was ever an actual part of any early equivalent to Genesis. After describing how Moses 1 functions as a prologue to Genesis, we will outline resemblances between Moses 1 and a corresponding account from the Apocalypse of Abraham, one of the earliest and most important Judeo-Christian accounts of heavenly ascent. A comparison of the text demonstrates a sustained sequence of detailed affinities and narrative structure that seem to go beyond what Joseph Smith could have created out of whole cloth from his environment and his imagination. The Role of Revelation in Temple Architecture and Ordinances John M. Lundquist has described the ancient expectation that temple plans are to be received by revelation, quote, Central to temple covenant systems all over the ancient Near East is the idea that the temple plan is revealed to the king or the prophet by deity. Perhaps the best example of this aspect of temple building is the Sinai episode itself, in which, according to D.N. Friedman, this temple, heavenly temple or sanctuary with its throne room or holy of holies where the deity was seated on his cherubim throne constituted the tabni, or structure seen by Moses during his sojourn on the same mountain. End of quote. Likewise, various accounts relate the process of revelation and the designs for modern temples. And what is true for temple architecture is true for temple ordinances. Just as Moses received laws and instructions for temple worship by revelation, so also both initial instructions and ongoing modifications of temple ordinances and covenants in our day have come by revelation. The Temple Vision of Creation, Fall, and Atonement Given to Moses Given the nature of textual linkages between Moses 1 and what follows in Moses 2 through 8, it seems reasonable to infer that the story of creation, fall, and atonement that provides the narrative background for the modern Temple Endowment was revealed to Moses immediately following his heavenly ascent. Jewish tradition speaks of several ascensions of Moses, a first at the beginning of his career, a second at the revelation of the Torah, and a third shortly before his death. The heavenly ascent recounted in Moses 1 corresponds to the first reported ascension having taken place sometime after Jehovah called Moses out of the burning bush, but before Moses had returned to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel. Consistent with the basic two-part narrative pattern described in a previous insight, Moses' experience in chapter 1 takes him from a vision of his first home in the spirit world downward to the telestial world and finally upward in a step-by-step return to God. Unlike the figurative journeys that are represented in earthly temples, Moses 1 ends in an actual encounter with the Lord. Of importance to the present article is the fact that the heavenly ascent described in the first chapter of the Book of Moses is presented as a prologue that culminates in a vision of the creation and the fall, the first part of the primary narrative background of the modern temple endowment from the day Saints. Following Moses' vision of the creation and the fall, chapters 5 through 8 of the Book of Moses, like other scripture-based temple texts, describe the elements of the atonement that allow a return to the presence of God. Remarkably, the stories in chapters 2 through 8 follow a pattern of exemplifying both faithfulness and unfaithfulness to a specific sequence of covenants that is familiar to Latter-day Saints who have received the modern temple endowment. Specifically, the story illustrates how Enoch and his people lived the law of consecration, providing a vivid demonstration of the final steps on the path that leads the faithful back to God and upward to exaltation. Notably, the grand vision of Enoch in Moses 6 and 7 contains some of the same elements as the heavenly ascent of Moses 1, with some variation in sequence and emphasis. Consistent with Moses 1, two Jewish texts from the Second Temple period also recount how Moses received the stories of creation and the fallen vision. As to the first text, Douglas Clark has ably compared Moses 1 to the vision of creation received by Moses in the book of Jubilees. Similarly, 4th Ezra preserves a tradition that the Lord led Moses up on Mount Sinai, where I kept him with, for, with me many days, and I told him many wondrous things, and showed him the secrets of the times, and declared to him the end of times. Then I commanded him, saying, These words ye shall publish openly, and these others ye shall keep secret. Moses 1 in the Apocalypse of Abraham Building on the earlier work of Hugh Nibley, Jared Ludlow, and Douglas Clark, and Brad Sean Larson previously identified, Apocalypse of Abraham is a promising candidate for a detailed comparison with Moses I. With the added collaboration of Steve Whitlock, this initial study has been significantly extended and updated. We will draw on selected elements from that study in future insights. The Apocalypse of Abraham is thought to be Jewish in origin, though it has been preserved by Christian hands. Contrary to early assessments that saw the Apocalypse of Abraham as a work that would have appealed mainly to fringe groups with mystical inserts, recent scholarship embraces the conclusion that, when it was first composed, the teachings of the Apocalypse referred reflected views held in large measure by mainstream Judaism. Though probably written in the first century CE, the work was not introduced to Western readers until 1897 through the German translation of Bonswetch, and thus could not have been known to Joseph Smith. However, given the relevance of some portions of the Apocalypse of Abraham to Latter-day Saint teachings and scripture, members of the Church were enthusiastic to have it read as widely as possible. It is noteworthy that the first translation of an English edition of the Apocalypse, based on von Wetsch's German translation, was made by Latter-day Saint Richard T. Hogg and published in the Church's Improvement Era magazine in 1898. The comparison that we will be making to Moses 1 focuses on the middle chapters of the Apocalypse 9 through 23 that describe Abraham's heavenly ascent. An earlier section of the Apocalypse relates the dispute with his idol worshiping father, chapters 1 through 8, and a later portion of the text contains a detailed theological discussion between Abraham and the Lord, chapters 24 through 31. As both the earliest mystical writing of Judeo-Christian civilization and as a foundational text for Islamic scripture, the Apocalypse plays a prominent And in some respects unique role in its genre. Of importance to the Latter-day Saints, the Apocalypse is the only Jewish text to discuss coordination, Satan's rebellion, and premortal existence. Also of significance is another resemblance between the Apocalypse of Abraham and Moses I. Following the heavenly ascent of Abraham, the Apocalypse, like Moses I, recounts a vision of the creation and the fall. General comparison of the narrative structure of Apocalypse of Abraham to Moses 1. A common explanation for Joseph Smith's account of Moses' heavenly ascent is that it was inspired by the story of Jesus' encounter with Satan in Matthew 4. However, analysis of a preliminary study by Colby Townsend has demonstrated that Matthew's account is a relatively unfruitful source of comparison. Twelve resemblances in vocabulary were found between the verbal battles with Satan described in Moses 1 and Matthew 4. However, closer examination revealed that eleven of these resemblances Come from only three verses in Matthew and each one is based on an occurrence of one of two key terms, worship and depart. Moreover, every resemblance identified except the first scores on the weaker end of the spectrum of the classification scale used, corresponding to a one or two out of a possible strength of five. In short, although Moses in 1 and Matthew 4 share some general elements of one particular type seen in common and out of which they both may have grown, the specific resemblances are weak. And limited to a small fraction of the Moses 1 narrative. By way of contrast, in the overview diagram above, thematic resemblances of the Heavenly Ascent chapters of Apocalypse of Abraham to the narrative themes of Moses 1 have been roughly classified according to the section of the Moses 1 account in which they appear. The frequency of resemblances of the Apocalypse to Moses 1 in a given section is represented by a number. The slash and the second number that appear in the first two sections refer to a few of the significant resemblances of the Apocalypse of Abraham to the Book of Abraham in the early part of the account. Although our text, the text of primary interest is Moses 1, we felt that these particular affinities of Apocalypse of Abraham to another of Joseph Smith's translations were of such importance and relevance that they should not be ignored. By the term thematic resemblances, we mean instances where reasonably similar topics of discussion occur in both texts even when perspectives on that topic may differ. The criterion of thematic similarity, rather than identical vocabulary, is appropriate because we are comparing two English translations. The summary of resemblances shown here paints an interesting picture. It is evident that the resemblances are not confined to limited sections of Moses 1, as was the case with Matthew 4, but rather are spread throughout the account. The resemblances themselves are highly varied and tend to be unique within a given section of the narrative. Importantly, not only the occurrence, but also the sequence of common elements in the two texts is similar, satisfying a stronger comparative criterion wherein the resemblances form part of a, quote, highly intricate pattern rather than the simple matching of an isolated motif, end of quote. There is only one important exception to this consonant in the consonants in narrative order. Moses' vision of premortal spirits occurs near the beginning of his vision, where Abraham receives a similar view near the end of his vision. This anomaly is discussed in more detail in another Insight. Value of the accompanying illustrations. Over and beyond the value of the account itself, the beautiful accompanying illustrations in the Codex Sylvester manuscript of the Apocalypse of Abraham add to our understanding. The illustrations shed light on how medieval Christians in the East understood the text. In at least one case, it is clear that these Christians interpreted these stories differently than the 1st or 2nd century redactor. In addition to their appearance, in the 14th century manuscript of the Codex Sylvester, the illustrations are included in a facsimile edition first published in 1891. Though a reproduction of one of the facsimile images was used previously in an article by Hugh Nibley, so far as we've been able to learn, the full text of six, set of six illustrations from the facsimile edition had not been in print for more than a century when Whitlock and Bradshaw first photographed them. Moreover, the first photographs of the corresponding pages in the original manuscripts are published for the first time in a 2020 article, upon which this and several subsequent insights will draw. While the facsimile versions reveal some things that might otherwise be obscure, the photographs of the original manuscripts are better witnesses of the care and artistry with which the miniatures were executed, particularly with respect to facial features and other minute details. As would be expected in an account of the heavenly ascent, the illustrations depict ordinances, such as sacrifice, along with various symbols associated with the temple and its priesthood. Above, Abraham appears with a group of sacrificial animals. The figure at right is Yahuel, an angel bearing the name of Deity, who will accompany Abraham in his heavenly journey. His body, face, and hair are also meant to signal the reader that his presence is akin to that of God himself. The turban, blue robe, and golden staff we call a royal high priestly figure. Although Yahweh is depicted in the illustration above in human form, the text of the Apocalypse of Abraham describes him as a composite being, both man and bird. While his anthropomorphic, human-like aspects figure a high priestly imagery, his pteromorphic, bird-like aspects are those of a griffon, a mythical creature that combines the form and powers of a hawk and a lion. Other angelic being, beings in the Apocalypse are described as birds, including the Satan-like Azazel, specifically referred to as an impure bird. Despite scattered references to griffin-like angels who provide transport to heaven for visionaries that appear in Jewish mystical texts and the medieval legends, Andrei Orlov finds the bird-like imagery in Apocalypse of Abraham puzzling, especially in light of the fact that the primary angels in the Apocalyptic and Merkabah materials are usually depicted as anthropomorphic creatures. Intriguing possibilities about plausible Egyptian influences that may help account for the bird-like qualities of Yahuel and Azazel have been suggested. Taken together with other passages within Apocalypse of Abraham discussed in later insights, these Egyptian themes may shed light on how some of the obscure passages in the Apocalypse might be understood. From the discussion above, it should be clear why the Apocalypse of Abraham is uniquely positioned as a comparative cohort to the Moses I account of Heavenly Ascent. In subsequent insights, we will draw on specific phrase-by-phrase phrase comparison of themes in the corresponding narrative structure of Moses 1 and the Apocalypse of Abraham, supplemented by references to relevant material in the Book of Abraham and other ancient texts. These detailed comparisons then demonstrate why the Apocalypse of Abraham is a powerful and heretofore unique witness of the antiquity of Moses 1.